Hello everyone and welcome to the FM show. On this week's episode, transfers. We show you how to get the most bang for your buck. We look at how to use the loan market to your advantage. And what's this we hear about never being able to get anything for free these days? We show you that's simply not true. So, let's get started. Welcome to the FM show. I'm Tony Jameson and joining me as always is RDF Tactics and producer Steve. Now, episode three in our new home. So here are all the places you can find us. You can find us at the FM show pod on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. We have a Discord server as well. And of course, the FM show, wherever you get all your podcasts. So make sure you redirect that RSS feed to the FM show. Give us a follow. Go on. You you might as well. You might as well. Right. (laughs) And also, in addition to that, you can join the squad on Patreon. Just like Nigel Laverick, Robert Morris, Daniel Gittos, Archie Blagger, Thomas Delaney, don't think it's the Danish footballer Thomas Delaney, judging by their email address, but you never know. Uh, Matthew Lester, Jack Horbury, and James Dagnall. They've all signed up this week alone. So phenomenal support. Thank you very much for joining the squad. Uh, it generally means the world to us. We did get a question uh, about Patreon, and it came from Darian JR on Twitter asking, Will the FM pod be Patreon only going forward? No. Not at all is the answer. There'll always be a free weekly episode. However, obviously we are making bonus content that if you can afford to support us, we obviously hugely appreciate that. Um, Patreon costs from as little as £3 a month to get access to the content. We've already got bonus episodes on there. Plus the live recording we did at Insomnia Gaming Festival. Remember that, boys? Yeah, that was yeah. fun, wasn't it? And <laughs> um, that's also not available anywhere else at all. So if you want to watch that, simply go to patreon.com forward slash the FM show pod. And then you too can become part of the FM show squad. Admin done. <laughs> Gentlemen, Aaron, Steve, how are we? Oh, I'm doing fantastically well. I've just got back from my little break in Miami, which we will talk about later. <laughs> I mean, the, you're the only person who does a weekend break to Miami. <laughs> eight hours to get there, eight hours on the save, and then back again. It was brilliant. <laughs> um, and Steve, what about yourself? I take it Florence is still lovely this time of year. <laughs> yes, yes. It's, uh, you know, the, the, the seasons are changing, but it is it's good this time of year. Um, I did try the... Um, Ricardo Sotil from last week's episode, which if you don't know what I'm talking about, go back to it. Listen, you can pause this one. That's fine. Go back to episode <laughs> two and then come back and this will make sense. Um, and if you don't, it's your own fault. So Ricardo Sotil has um, tried as a defensive winger, as suggested by you both uh, on last week's episode. We were playing Crotone, who were bottom of the table mm-hmm. this that particular mm-hmm. season. Conceded after two minutes. <laughs> okay. And then again, after 13 minutes... <laughs> 
two nil down to the bottom of the table. Um, but one was from set pieces and the other came down the left-hand side. So I don't think it's necessarily okay. directly caused by having a defensive w- winger. <laughs> it's not his problem at all, to be no. honest. As far as... <laughs> or just the general chaos. So <laughs> um, It's not a massive advert either for our search for a star feature, really, is it, in terms of what happens. Maybe it's just the wrong person. So... So that's been my week, sort of in FM land anyway. Um, <laughs> but what happened in the rest of that match, Steve? Go on, tell well, us. Tell well, us what happened, what happened the in the rest of, of that match. match was I did finally change the, change the formation, abandoned the experiment after the half an hour, <laughs> uh, got back to two all, and then conceded in the 89th minute, 3 2. Oh. The I was venting my rage with you both on <laughs> um, with the graphics, which I'll just get up now. Um, Half-time, 2-1 Crotone. XG of, for Fiorentina and myself, 1.6 XG. They had 0.35. Oof. And they were 2-1 up. Mm-hmm. That was half an hour in when I first lost my self, should we say, for YouTube. <laughs> um, full-time, Fiorentina, 31 shots, 11 on target. XG of four. Crotone, mm-hmm. 11 shots, eight on target. XG of 0. 0.5. 3-2 Crotone. I hate this game. <laughs> <laughs> now, the thing is, though, you hadn't mentioned that Crotone were bottom of the league at the time when you mentioned this in your... Yeah, we, we did. Not, <laughs> if you'd have said that, we'd have went, well, of course, that's why you've lost. You're playing bottom of the league. <laughs> that's, just, that's how football works. Right? Yeah. Well, my, my, answer, my answer was finishing training next week, right? Because you're clearly getting into really, really good positions. You've got an XG of four. You've missed several open goals at this point, right? Yeah. They have been clinical with every glimpse of a shot they've taken, they've scored from. That's That was my answer. And I said, yeah. and I will quote for verbatim, I'm sure Aaron will give you a slightly different answer. <laughs> <laughs> my answer is just, do not check how many times the woodwork was hit. That will make things worse. <laughs> do yeah. not do that. <laughs> no, no. But yeah, you're right about the finishing. Uh, so the chance conversion has been added to my upcoming training schedule, as has defending set pieces. Um, so, yes. I believe the polite response from Aaron was some sort of general nonsense. Was, uh, <laughs> was, was how he responded with that one. So, um, Aaron, can you tie that into anything that, you, that you've done this week? I know we mentioned quite a bit of it on Patreon, but just to give us a brief highlight of where uh, of how how's your passport looking this week? I suppose is probably wow. the best. We did leave the Dons, the Wimbledon's, and then we flew over to Miami just to see what's cracking over in the MLS. <laughs> and things were very, very interesting um, in the MLS. I thought, not knowing the rules, you can kind of just go into it. You would make mistakes, of course, but you'll kind of just catch on and then you can catch the flow a little bit and then enjoy the save. Uh, I did enjoy the save, especially actually the matches. The matches are pretty fun, especially I was into Miami using the database. We had Messi, so Messi doing crazy things in the MLS was pretty fun to watch. It was everything in between. I felt I needed a team. It sounds so crazy, but it feels like I'm, cause I'm streaming it as well, but it felt like I generally needed a real life assistant and an interpreter or just something next to me. An interpreter to, in America. Yeah, yeah, everything. I need everything. Interpreter rather than interpreter. Yeah. Yes, literally. <laughs> so I thought that was the stream, right? That's the chat. The chat will help you with that sort of stuff. Nope, not a clue. Nobody has a clue. So with the MLS save, I feel I would need maybe just my notebook 
with a load of rules, a load of rules. And that will help me navigate through the save a little bit because I did lose the first registration. I did lose about four to five very good players. And yeah, so I was kind of at a disadvantage at the get go. So um, we decided to pack up our suitcases, leave Miami <laughs> and go to Romania. We're at Dynamo Bucharesti and we're trying to help Romania become one of the big leagues in Europe. So that's where we are towards the end of the first season with Dynamo Bucharesti. Awesome. Awesome. And we will be, uh, once we understand it, we will do an episode <laughs> on MLS because mm. we, we do have a feeling that's going to be very, very popular in FM 24. 100%. Uh, obviously with a certain uh, Lionel Messi moving I, across I do to, want people to try it Miami. Out. So, I do want people to try it out. It's a different, it feels it feels like a complete different game. And I think that's what scared me. It's, oh, RDF knows everything about the game sort of thing. Oh, I can navigate. I can go through the season quickly, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, you go to the MLS and it's just a complete different game. The way you do transfers, the way you sell players, everything's just, it's just different. So I think that scared me a little bit as well. We can confirm that he doesn't, RDF does not know everything about the game, actually. We yeah, exactly. Yeah. I do not know. So, I do not know. There's, there's, there's this week's clip. <laughs> RDF does not know everything. <laughs> if I did, my God, I wouldn't have these grey hairs, people. Yeah. <laughs> Lovely stuff. So that that obviously has been our week. Uh, yeah. Previous episode, of course, we looked at pre-season and i'm sure obviously everyone enjoyed that we've had some lovely comments as well which has been really, really nice to read uh steve we actually had in addition to the comments about the episode we had an answer to the question that we put during that episode of is there any nation at all where you can win the title by not finishing first we did indeed and um mm. that's in reference to the gaming Holligan, not hooligan, Holligan, <laughs> uh, who sent us that email, which uh, you can also do, uh, the fmshowpod at gmail.com if you have longer questions or missives you want to send us here at the show. Um, so he was, um, the game of Holligan, they were talking about uh, winning the league in Canada despite finishing second because of the playoff system there. Um, on YouTube, uh, where you can also comment on the show um, to leave your thoughts um, as well. Rob... Rob Latham, 4737, uh, message about the Colombian League, where finishing first is completely irrelevant. Um, so, the Colombian League. <laughs> <laughs> Strap in, folks. This is going to be good. <laughs> uh, it's La Categoria Primera A. So, it's like the first category A would be a sort of like, you know, kind of literal translation of that into English. So, this format came in in 2019, right? So, this is relatively new for Colombian football. Okay, it's divided into two things. The first one is the Torneo Apertura. That is, um, and the whole season goes from January to December uh, with breaks in between. The Torneo Apertura, so this first section, is 20 games, um, league system, 20 teams, sorry, league system. The top eight of those teams go into the semi finals, uh, mm. which isn't knockout, which would make sense. The, top, the semi-finals are two groups where those eight teams play six games each. Still following? Yeah? Okay. Um, <laughs> and the top one team of each of those two groups play each other in a two-legged final. And that is the Torneo Apertura done. Then they have the Torneo Finalación. Finalación. Which is basically they do it all again. Why? <laughs> We've done it. We've saw it. <laughs> like, yeah. So they do it all again. A 20-team league. Top eight semis. Two groups. Six games. 
which is the semi-finals, and then they have another playoff two-legged final, and then they aggregate both of those competitions together oh, across the scores, year. Oh my god! And then, yeah, I saw that. I saw that. You know, aggregate that that bro oh, that brings back horrible memories. I did Uruguay. I, I managed Uruguay once, and and I got relegated on aggregate scores, and it's the three, <laughs> and it's the three previous it's the three previous season <laughs> scores that are taken into account, not the actual. Result of that oh season. Oh my! It's like Argentina, no, though, isn't it? No that was when, yes. uh, River Plate, yes. who got relegated, like River Plate. Yeah. For those who don't know Argentinian football, like one of the biggest, the sort of you know Arsenal, yeah. United, Liverpool, etc. In Argentinian football, but in Argentinian football, there's only really River Plate and Boca historically. Before mm-hmm. anyone comes at me, um, historically, <laughs> yeah. So over three seasons, River Plate was so bad that they got relegated. So uh, they did a Tony James news. <laughs> <laughs> I can get relegated on my own without having to take three seasons worth of history into wow. account. Thank you very much. Um, that is crazy. But yeah, that yeah. that's so a Rob Latham. Thank you, thank you. I think is the right, right word for bringing the Colombian league to our attention. But yeah, that is a that is a format. Yeah, yeah. Wow. And I, I'm gonna I'm gonna call it now. I don't think Aaron's gonna go to Colombia. Yeah, <laughs> that's not. Yeah, that's not me. That's not. I try and avoid playoffs as much as I can. Even that scares me. Having a great season and it can all just crumble in a matter of get. Yeah, that scares me. That that playing on top of the league, being on top of the league, smiling throughout the. I could just imagine me smiling throughout the whole stream. The game's so easy, and then it gets to that little bit, and then I'll just start losing, and it's like, why losing at this point? Yeah, that's not me. That league yeah. is not for me. Just a quick one, just while this episode's on. I hope you're enjoying it, by the way. And if you are enjoying it, please consider hitting that like button. That'd be much appreciated. It shows us who's enjoying the episodes. And also, while you're there, why not consider hitting the subscribe button as well? You'll find out exactly when all the new episodes drop, so you'll never miss a beat. That, of course, pushes us up through the YouTube algorithm. It gets us in front of more eyes. And, of course, the more the podcast grows, the better it's going to be. There's also a little space for a comment. So leave us a comment. We love reading them. And we will, of course, get back to you as well. And speaking about getting back, let's get back to the episode. Okay, right. So that was that was obviously last week's episode. Last week we did pre-season. This week, your players are fit. They're getting used to your methods. They're demonstrating some tactical familiarity. But are these the players that are going to be pulling on your shirt all season? Chances are there's going to be one or two areas you want to strengthen. More often than not, some players you might want to move on. Now, Steve, I'm going to come to you first. I'm going to ask you to explain how you approach the first look at your squad using what I like to refer to as the eyeball test. <laughs> Feels weirdly like, like you're putting your eye on it. Like, so, yeah. <laughs> um, so the eyeball test. Uh, first of all, I'd say it sort of depends on the kind of team and kind of save you've got, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're a team that's in European football of some kind and you have a heavy fixture load, then the number of players that you need and the depth of that quality is one conversation. I broadly, as a guideline would say, two players per position that you'd be happy enough to play with. Because at that level, if you're talking Europa League or Champions League football in Europe, your transfer budget probably means, and your wage budget probably means that you can afford to have that deeper squad. If you're taking over a team that hasn't got European football, and it, it is therefore the budget implications of that mean that that squad can then be thinner, I would then say across the back four, for example, I'd have six or seven players that I'm happy with from a first team point of view, and I would just have that and like have a bit of versatility so I can move players around or 
fill the squad in with youth players, which we'll come on to in a second. Um, so those are the sort of different ways of looking at it. In terms of the eyeball test, what I tend to use is the squad depth, which is in your mm -hmm. squad section on the left-hand side. Yeah. Um, at the top, if you look at those little top sections, uh, a rummage around that, that section of the game. Uh, the squad depth is quite a useful way of visualising um, the depth that you have in your squad. Funnily Ex enough. Exactly that. And um, so your system, you've got a few options, your system manager or your head of youth development, whoever it is, will kind of, so we've got a 4-2-3-1 set up on the screen for those who are watching and it's kind of just ranking players in certain positions. So, for example, left back, my head of youth, Permit Saka, thinks Zinchenko is the best left back. Then below him, he's, he's got Saka there, he's got Tomiyasu, he's got Kieran Tierney, who's actually in fourth spot. Many of us will say Zinchenko Tierney, but apparently Tierney is in fourth spot. Now, already, just like that, I find something intriguing. I've seen Saka, is Dave saying Saka's the best, uh, second best left back. For me, Saka's going to be attacker. Is left back a possible area for me to improve if the player that I thought is actually the fourth option for our assistant manager. But also in this uh, little section here, you can find some hidden gems. So on the right hand side, you've got filter. And this is when you can start to include your under 21 squad and your under 18 squad. And also on this page, you can sort the team out by potential ability. So you might you might know who's the best players in your team, but you might want to know who potentially could take a place. So, for example, at Arsenal, again, we've got Walters, who is potentially a very decent both left and right back. In the middle, we've got Maldini Kukuri. Again, these are players that you might not be familiar with, but you can start to get familiar with and possibly save you a few bucks because you might not now need to sign that fullback or that centre-back because you've got a young player ready for that spot. Mm, and that is an episode in the future as well planning for the future because <laughs> of course because that's the thing like you know you look at that at that squad planner which is a great a great tool by the way now to put yeah. in uh the the squad overview report fantastic i use that a lot to see um because for me like when i do the eyeball test i, I refer to the eyeball test as, as i get my squad up straight away first yeah. team squad and i go through uh position by position player by player have a quick click yeah. on them and i'll have a quick little look at their attributes and if they look like what they should be for that division they get a tick or a little question mark. If they look like they're a bit weaker, they get a big cross, right? And then I, I do old school <laughs> pens and paper. That's how I plan out. I have to write everything down and I go, right, you're not going to play. You might be okay. We might not need to replace you straight away. You're not uh, my sort of number one focus right now. Or a tick is, yes, this person definitely stays. Okay, now yeah. um, from that, of course, then uh, looking at what you've just done there with the squad report, that can back up your theory. Saka being a yeah. really surprising left back uh, what I like to go to is the, is the league comparison screen, which we showed last week, to show, well, actually, my players might not be as bad as I thought, or maybe they're better than I thought they are, or maybe actually they're worse that, than I yeah. thought, and that's really worrying. <laughs> <laughs> so again, to find this page on the left-hand side, you've got Squad Planner, click on Squad Planner, and then at the top, slightly, you've got Report, you've got your Assistant Report, and then below that, you've got Comparison. And on this page... All it's doing is finding the averages of the attributes, or it's anything, actually. You can find your average age, the average height. Again, if your recruitment plan is to buy players six foot and <laughs> no less than that, you can actually compare your height to the rest of the league. 
And of course, you would know you when you're signing players, make sure he's six foot, make sure he's six foot. But is six foot actually the tallest in the league? Maybe not. It could be six foot one. It could be six foot two. So make sure you keep your eyes on the comparison page. But also in this area, you can find sort of weaknesses and strengths in your side. What I like to do, first thing, I go straight to my mentals. I'll actually remove the goalkeepers. So you've got little boxes. You can show only goalkeepers, only defenders, only midfielders, only strikers, or you can have them all involved or you can take some out. I take the goalkeeper out. I just focus on defenders, midfielders and strikers. Look at the mental attributes and see where I am. As a squad, on this page here, we're fairly low with uh, leadership. We're below average. And we're also below average when it comes to positioning. If I'm losing or conceding goals on the counter-attack, I mean, this page kind of tells me why and where I, I can improve as a team. And also, to wrap all this in terms of the context mm. of transfers too, um, looking at the squad there, looking at the analysis for the rest yeah. of the league that Aaron spoke to there, I look at that with a view of who I sell. Yes. yes. So, uh, like I said, with a European team in European football, two players per position, some squads will be bloated. Uh, yeah. If you want even thinner squad for no European football in that first season, again, might even still be bloated for your purposes or the resources, you might have a really good amount, number of centre-backs or right-backs and the financial resources within those players and kind of describe them like they're raw materials, but <laughs> they kind of are, you know, if you've got money in players and in areas that you kind of want to shift over. Um, yeah. A good example from my Fiorentina save recently was I had quite a lot of um, good advanced playmakers. So I sold one for like 40 million guy called Andre Anderson but to Juventus so it did sting a little bit um because <laughs> of the rivalry between them and Fiorentina but I used that money uh to buy a, a striker so I reallocated that financial resource uh in exactly yeah tell us when the squad well we mentioned exactly. that we mentioned that on last week's uh episode when I sold my uh star player on transfer deadline day the, the thinking behind <laughs> that was was to reallocate those funds because i had someone else who could <laughs> slot in that position and i thought that yeah we sacrificed him for the greater good uh in that sense yeah. so you're right i can get two players and strengthen two positions for one player who was theoretically should have been great but wasn't actually good enough <laughs> it wasn't he wasn't justifying his his wages and all that sort of stuff now mm. the interesting part of all this of course is we're talking about european football and we're talking about the premier league and and i'm feeling very um i'm feeling very lonely over here to be honest <laughs> uh, talking about wages talking about squad depth i mean like i'll be i'll be lucky if i've got one player for each position uh on on, on my squads <laughs> now um how i like to approach it is because obviously we, we we can't we can't plan for wonder kids and youth prospects. Like I don't mind yeah. putting youth players in, but I do worry that if we if we lose a few games, that mentally that can hurt them and it can hurt their development a little bit. Um, I like to go for a bit a few more experienced heads. I think try and get like some thirty two year olds, thirty three year olds, thirty four year olds. Uh, some some says a thirty eight year old. That's what I go for. Right? <laughs> get, get there there, they'll be great. They'll see us through. Their legs are gone, but it doesn't really matter. Um, and, and in terms of, of wages, um, again, some of the players that, that I've been managing are on no contract. They literally don't get paid to play. They're maybe a part-time contract. They're, they're earning 100 quid uh, on a part-time basis. Yeah. Maybe I have to put all my money into one player to, to fund them until the end of the season to hope that that gets me either a promotion or, or keeps me away from relegation. And and those those little things that I have to think about means that when it comes to the end of the season, my team can just be ripped apart again because those players yeah. are out of contract after one year. Like 
I can't plan three, four, five years in advance, not necessarily because of the fact that I inevitably get sacked. It's more about the fact that we financially can't commit to having those players there for more than one season. So my transfer strategy is going to be very, very different to, to I'm guessing, quite a lot of your uh, strategies here now. Um, we will, we will of course, start looking at how to bring players in. Now, um, search filter is probably the easiest most accessible way i think if you're brand new to the game you can literally search by player name by club by position you can look via attributes you can even look via media description by the way if you want to find wonder kids there's a little cheeky tip for you mm-hmm. um aaron you've got the search filter up there now um explain yes, to me do. how you use this so on the left hand side we've got scouting make sure you click scouting and then on the top, you've got overview, scouting center, recruitment focus, but we're interested in the player search. So we're going to go for players and players in range. And this is going to find, so you've got your own database, your own scouting range where you can have world, Europe, UK, but we don't really want to focus with that. We want to focus on a new search. So let's say we're looking for a left winger. You can quite simply just press a left winger. Or if you're looking for a striker, you can quite simply just filter out all the strikers in the player search. On this page, you can also find all your transfer listed players, or you can search for players that are not transfer listed. Make sure you stay away for those players that are not needed. Loan state, uh, loan status as well. You, again, if you're looking for a loan, you could just quickly search for a player that's available on loan. Or one of my personal favorites, the contract status, where you're looking at players that have just got a year on their contract, maybe six months on their contract, which is very handy when it comes to December times. You you can agree on a pre-contract. Or you can just simply look for free transfers by looking at unattached or expired. Making a little note of that. Good. Free yeah, transfers. Right. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll get on to free transfers in a little bit. <laughs> We've got a live show coming up on Monday, the 6th of November in Nottingham at the Canal House. It's part of the Nottingham Comedy Festival. If you're interested in coming to see the FM show live, seeing myself, seeing producer Steve, seeing RDF Tactics in person, then there's a ticket link in the description below. The tickets are priced at £5. Come and see the show. Come and hang out afterwards. We'll do a bit of a meet and greet. We'll do a bit of a chat. We'll talk FM. Bring your stories. Bring Matt Doherty if you can. But yeah, Monday the 6th of November, the Canal House in Nottingham, £5. Ticket link in the description below. Get your tickets. Come and hang out. It's going to be fantastic. Aaron, just there's one quick uh, little bit that I really, really like on this screen as well. If you go back yeah. to um, the, the list, the sort of the actual, the, the searchable list. So say we, we clicked on a position. So yes. um, you can click on whatever position you want. Click search, and then that will show us all the players that are within yes. that range. Now, along the top, along the top, you've got a little tick that says transfer, don't you? And then you've got a little list that says low. Yes. Okay. So on that, you can toggle that that says interested very interested dubious so that can filter out again as to how likely those players are to actually want to sign for you so there might be all these players available to go oh that's great and they can even be transfer listed but it still doesn't necessarily mean they want to sign for you exactly you've got to remember a lot of these players as well that's just opinions from your your director of football so here it says players interested in it's saying that Lukaku's interested in me I could ask his agent in the game as well but that's what my assistant is telling me now if I use 
doubtful. I'm going to start to get some different players. And that's basically the opinion. He's not quite sure if he's interested or if he's not. And it's down to me then to inquire. And Football Manager have done a great thing by um, adding the agent availability where you can actually ask the agent. You can go straight to the agent and ask about his availability where you don't have to mess about with doing your transfer and then, then finding out he's not interested. Actually, the agent will tell you from day one. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you mentioned there briefly as well about looking for, for recommendations. I mean, you know, um, I guess our, our director of football is a, is a, is a good uh, option of a recommendation as well. Some clubs have them, some clubs don't. Some clubs yeah. director of football is just the assistant manager. Um, <laughs> but if we wanted to, again, find players on a high level, but, we can actually be a bit more specific now with the director of football, Aaron, yeah? Yeah, so on the left-hand side again, if you go to transfers and then you've got director of football at the top, so you, you're already in your transfer centre, at the top you go to director of football and then transfer targets. Here, you can actually request your director of football for suggestions. You click that and it's a similar page in that you can actually select the positions. You can go to a left back or a left wing back, a right-sided attacking forward and you can just select um, suggest and he will give you a list. But you also have the option of looking for the transfer, a loan, players coming towards the end of their contract or again, our favourite, free transfers. Free transfers are our favourites. And I'm going to give you one more before I bring Stephen on this one, because this is the one that I know you want to show us. Go back to that search filter, because obviously, you know, we've gone for a very, very sort of like entry level. You can search by position, yeah. you can search by attribute, you can search by uh, contract status, place of birth, all those all those good stuff. Yes. Show us, show us a few a few things you can do as well. Like maybe for maybe if you want to like show off your <laughs> I don't know your statistical understanding, Aaron. Oh, I got? love numbers. I love numbers. So on the left again, you go to scouting, and we're going back to the same page. Players, players in range, and then we're at our player search. Football Manager Twenty Three have done a great thing introducing a lot more stats, a lot more numbers. And for me, so if I'm looking for a striker, for an example, I can go to this player search, the same page where we're looking for positions like a left winger. So I will just put a striker for an example, and you can add your own conditions, homegrown status, name, nationality, transfer value. Down at the bottom here, we have stats, chalkboard, and then it goes off to another little menu where you can look for aerial challenges, crosses, mistakes, movements. We are looking for a striker. So you can go for shots. And then you, here you can actually go and filter out players by shots per um, ratio, goals per shot ratio, percentage, shots, shots on target, that sort of thing, XG. That for me is how I find a striker currently on form. A lot of strikers, well, every striker has a, a profile with attributes, but sometimes a player isn't consistent or they're not on form. And this is one way of finding a player on form. A very, very simple way is actually just going to stats. So add a condition, stats general, and then look for average rating. For me, at least seven and then boom, we've got a player filter of players that have averaging and rating of seven in their games players that are on form love that love that as a stat that's a fantastic <laughs> little cheeky bit of nugget of information um because i'll be honest i am starting to use numbers a lot more steve we're gonna come yeah. now to you to, to look at the data hub mm. which kind of is 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 a lovely um sort of accompaniment companion i suppose really to aaron's aaron's uh search filter there which i, I didn't know about by the way that, that's that's yeah a nice little <laughs> handy tip thank you for that um if i'm going to use the data hub as well, Steve, as another mm. recruitment tool. Of course, recruitment is a wider subject that we will, of course, address 
put more, but we are looking specifically at transfers here. How would you use the data hub to to use this as free scouting, right? This is it, exactly that. Free scouting, which especially at certain levels, is 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 more beneficial than others. And this is sort of um, what's great with with Manager Two is that like you have different sections of the game aren't necessarily obviously useful for other parts of it, but we're sort of trying to weave together here bits that will help. So you go to the data hub, and this is better really probably most effective from like a January window onwards because you have the data from the lead that you're in. Um, because another nice tip within this that Data Hub is relevant to is that I would always try and uh, buy within your league if you can because the players mm. assess within the country, you know, they can play from a registration point of view. They're probably familiar or more familiar with the language, all these sort of things. Um, so that, you know, past the lease resistance, that's a good, good way of looking. And also, um, you get a chance to look at them because you play them twice in the season, for example. You can also get their stats for free in the data hub, as we're saying. So if you go to the data hub on your left-hand side, you go to player, and then player an analytics come up, you've got all your positions. So let's just say for the sake of argument, you want to get a um, look at goalkeepers. Um, you go to your goalkeepers, and you can compare your keeper currently to other keepers in the division. Mm -hmm. And it's particularly good if you kind of like how I do, uh basically um ransack the teams the smaller teams in the division of their best players um so you can look at your keepers and go okay my keeper so the goalkeeping basic goalkeepers graphic for example has your now i always get this wrong which way which axis is it if, you, if you're a graphs man y axis x axis your horizontal axis says one thing <laughs> your <laughs> vertical axis says another okay um yeah. and generally speaking with these graphs the best combination is in the top right hand corner of the square so that's kind of how yeah. i like to look at it you yeah. know so you can look there and i can see that actually when it comes to um basic goalkeeping analytics in terms of lots of saves and saving the most shots uh there's a guy volka uh, uh, farinas who's a venezuelan keeper who i also sold previously which is a bit awkward but hey <laughs> when you've got eight seasons this starts to happen uh, yeah. and i can see that actually he's at atalanta he's not at one of the bigger teams but in terms of basic shot stopping He's the best in a division. And because of his contract status, I'm just looking at now, and his age, and the fact he's at Atalanta rather than Inter or AC or insert bigger club in your division, he's a bit more gettable. Um, and so that is straight away. I haven't haven't scouted him for years. There's other players in there which I haven't scouted where it's just another, a bit like the search filter, it's just another angle through which to look at players to get those marginal gains, to get a successful transfer strategy. It's also handy as well in looking at your own players because there might well be a player that you look at and you go i'm getting rid of him he's it he just doesn't look right for me but then you look at the data hub and he's doing everything that you want him to be doing <laughs> yeah. and you're like he's undroppable he's literally undroppable. he doesn't look like he should be doing the job but my word he's putting a shift in yeah and we've all we've all seen it players you go this guy's an absolute superstar and you look at his his, his data hub and you go is he does he just does he even turn up for matches like what's he doing <laughs> yeah. and so so those little things and again data hub again another episode mm. waiting to happen um that will be a, a great way of looking at those players and again as you say marginal gains is what it's all about steve yeah. but we've done our scouting we've done our identifying our player we've now worked out this is the guy we're gonna go for how do you do it aaron are you do you take a big bag of cash and pay it off on a wanna or do you spread it <laughs> using various uh apps that will allow you to spread payments over a certain month uh amount of months um, <laughs> which we can clear this is, this is not real life financial advice to be clear this is not, <laughs> yes of course yeah i should say that so yeah, yeah also uh, none of these are are, are are you know any we have no affiliation with any of those so um 
do yeah do do you go like bang there's like, let's pay it all off in once or do, do you spread those payments to yeah make your budget go a bit further yes yeah, so i'm a bit old school with it so like in the old fms you didn't really have that option of having so many installments and stuff i kind of like oh he's worth five million let's offer 10 million sort of thing but obviously now <laughs> now, wow. now the agent gives you kind of a you. i need to do business with you how much is worth this i'll give you four times its value hey. is that just me is that how I, that's how i used to play that old football manager oh, oh, two yeah, million yeah. four million then <laughs> sort of thing now the agent kind of gives you a valuation and again it's just similar if it's like five million I'm not there trying to squeeze it because it sometimes it can harm you in the future. Mm-hmm. So let's say like I'm just I've done all of these installments on players and we've qualified for Europe and now we need to again buy better players. But now my transfer budget is low because of all of these installments that we're paying off. Sometimes it can kind of bite you as well. So I kind of watch out for it. If it's a hundred million player, which we actually did for the very first time, yeah, I'm I'm using those installments. <laughs> and I'm using every single installment. So that means after league appearances, after international appearances, minimum league goals. Generally though, I do like to just put the money up front or installments and I will have a six monthly installment, four installments, and I will do I will just add a little bit there. So if a player is worth 10 million I will bid maybe 7 million straight up front and then I'll do 3 million worth installments is how I would do it. That seems sensible. Steve, are you, are you like that as well? Or, or do you? Yeah, because I think the big thing, the, the reason that this is, um, it sort of varies on transfers really. Sometimes, you know, yeah. it's the sort of big briefcase of cash and let's just get this thing done. And if it's a couple <laughs> of million over, you know, you know that's the guy you want. If you've yeah. got the money to afford, you don't necessarily want to go back and forth with negotiations. Um in those instances, yeah, it's just here's the cash. Let's go. Another top tip, generally speaking, in, in the negotiation thing, is the suggest terms versus making the offer. Because you've made the yeah. offer, you've got to wait, wait a couple of days. You don't know what the response will be. You lose time. If you suggest yeah. terms, you can go back and forth, and between you and the other club, come to a a, a deal. Um, so that's another nice tip to do. Um, generally, as a fundamental guideline, I will use the installments, and I'll do it because you can let's say it's a 30 million pound player that the value is there for uh if you do 15 up front it's only 15 that comes out of that window it means you can do more in the window that you're in uh i like to incentivize it too so i'll do things like i'll add a million or two million every 20 league appearances or every 10 goals because that might end up going beyond the value of the players they are now however if a guy scored me 10 goals that's probably worth more than a million quid or two million quid Mm. They're clearly yeah. doing well, so fine. Ditto if they've, if they've done 20 and then another 20 appearances, extra money, they're clearly being used and doing well. So you might end up with a greater value incentivized than the player is currently worth, especially if you're going for younger players. But those installments mean that they've, those clauses mean that they've outperformed what you're expecting. So, you know, great. Yeah, win-win. Yeah, it is win-win, but then you do realise that there are moments when you go, we had more money than that, and you go, oh, yeah, he scored 30 goals. Like, he just scored <laughs> like and You know what? The, yeah. the, it, it is a thing. Like You can forget those little yes, incentivized yes, clauses sure. that do add on. Like uh, Potentially, the, the sell-on clause as well. I know it's a very, very popular one um, mm. on the game as well, where if you are trying to spread those payments, it feels a lot like the clubs instantly come back with, okay, but 30% of a sell-on fee, and you're like, Actually, if we if he does well, we get yeah. we get a lot less money now. Yeah. So then you've got to try and think, okay, 
can I afford to allow 30% of that transfer to go back? And again, remember to work out exactly what they are, whether it's 30% of the profit or, th- or 30% yes. of the transfer itself. Those two are two mm. very, very, very different things that could, of yeah. course, uh, see you in, in slightly different issues and slightly different um, outcomes going forward. So um, I think transfers we've kind of covered, I would yeah. say now. I mean, as as with all aspects of the game, we haven't covered everything. So do get in touch if there's a bit where you go, can I have a bit more clarity on this? Can you talk a bit more about that? Yeah. How's about a bit more here? Obviously, do get in touch. But I think for, for, for today's show... For transfers, I'm going to call that, and that's where we are. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. I think specifically for in, you're starting a new save. Yeah. This is what this is, all these episodes where we are at the moment. This is what you're doing. Yeah. You're starting a new save. Here are some bits and transfers, etc., that might be useful. Absolutely. So we're asking you to get in touch because you do. You do get in touch. <laughs> People have contacted us via Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, of course, Discord as well. Uh, the links for all those are in the description of the show. Um, search the FM Show Pod for uh, all of our podcast platforms. And of course, emails come to the FM Show Pod at gmail.com that is the fm show pod at gmail.com and steve is in charge of going through that mailbag so um, <laughs> i have been looking i've been looking uh for some of our uh, comments through various platforms including including uh comments on spotify which uh, which is quite nice uh, spotify allows you to have some comments uh we got one from elijah that says here glad to have this back I'm always looking for inspiration for ways to approach this wonderful game. So appreciate you, Elijah. Very kind. Golden Footy has also responded with great episode. Very happy you're back. Thank you very much. Some ego stroking this week, isn't it? Oh. Really? <laughs> really? Oh, yes. oh. Um, yes. And you know what? The ego stroking doesn't end there on YouTube as well. The Paul Pulse Horn. Pulse horn. I read it as Paul's horn at first, and then realised that my, my the L and the E are wrong around. So the pulse horn on uh, YouTube. Love that you are back. Heart emoji. Oh, the Oof. toll is paid. Um, looking forward to a new season. Would love an episode about recruitment tips and tricks. Now we've certainly led into that, and there will absolutely be a recruitment episode going forward. Uh, have tried too many times that I give my scouts a detailed but reasonable assignment. They then go out into the wild. They're away for 14 days and come back with absolutely nothing. Still mm. much to learn. You know what? Join the club. I yeah. think we're all pretty much the Feel same. Pain there. <laughs> Aaron, what have you found in Discord? We've got an American in Wakefield. Wake me up before you go. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's my doing. <laughs> I, I was trying to walk into that with a straight face and I was like, yeah, there's no way that's happening. Wake oh. filled me up before you go, go. Yes, yeah. yes. Banging tune. <laughs> ENCW in the Discord. Hey, all. Hello. Wanted to tell you about my save with Wakefield. Now I can't. Wakefield, go, go, go. AFC. This is a save that I started on FM22, but decided to manually transfer to FM23 so I could keep playing it took forever and needed <laughs> and needed the game editor to make it happen. The goal with this save is to keep it as realistic as possible by using the Musterman skin, absolute banging skin. It has all the attributes and it makes you rely on the data and focusing on never gamifying 
or exploiting things in any way. I do still use the game editor for co- cosmetic reasons, such as changing awful hairstyles. <laughs> and I also use the Nugent face pack and add a unique face. This is a fantastic message. And add a unique face for each of my own players. That is very time consuming. Basically, the goal is to make it as immersive as possible. I'm immersed. Wakefield AFC is in the 10th division of England, the 10th division of England in real life, and is in the biggest city in the UK without a pro club. Wow. Mm. This makes it essentially the most intense yet plausible road to glory imaginable. I'm American, but <laughs> we'll be visiting Wakefield this fall and I'm going to a game very excited. Currently wow. in my save, we have been able to rely on a few season surges to avoid relegation from the Premier League. My fictional son now manages the club as we're in the year 2017, meaning my manager is too old for the thrills of management. An absolute banging message, Ian. Thank you for that. And I hope 2071 is going to be a great year for your son. <laughs> yeah, the, the the bit I like most about that message is, is a sentence that I don't think has ever been said by anybody ever. I am American, but will be visiting Wakefield this fall. <laughs> <laughs> and excited about it. Um, and it turned out we've had a bit of back and forth in Discord, and there is a rhubarb museum and a, a mining museum. So there you go, rhubarb wow. pie and mining. So Ooh, what, lovely. what you possibly want. Uh, <laughs> we're, all, we're all heading to Wakefield, so appreciate that, Ian. Nice, nice to see as well that his son is, um, you know, uh, taking over the management from him, so he uh, won't be going solo. <laughs> oh, it's oh, good. It's good. It's a jam reference. No. Jam? Wham. Oh, my God. Wow. It's a wham reference. Thank you. Wow. <laughs> Excellent message there on Discord, Ian. Thank you very much. <laughs> I was trying to think, how the hell am I going to get Wake Me Up Before You Go Go lyrics in, in, off the back of this message? But there we go. Did it. Did it. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> another message on Discord, this time from Nitin Kaler. Thank you very much for getting in touch. Uh, Nitan, sorry. Um, Nita's been playing FM since CM3. There we go. Wow. Uh, (laughs) They're a Man United fan who never plays United, as we discussed on previous episodes, you know, um, the save episode, in fact, um, the issue sometimes with playing the team you support. Um, Normally, they go for Coventry City. For the first time, they're doing a journey person save. Um, Turns out, that the Brazilian third division is Nitan's jam uh, because <laughs> as we were discussing a bit earlier in terms of transfers, they love doing cheap slash free deals. Well, I hope the tips that we gave you earlier were helpful, Nitan. So they're currently at OES in Brazil after 18 months and after 18 months of mediocrity, everything has started to click. That's interesting. 18 months of, I'm hoping, game save. <laughs> yeah. of Actual real life. Actual time. real life year and a half. Oh my God. They got promoted from the third division, uh, and we've spoken about weird South American formats. The third division format in Brazil is yeah. apparently also odd. Um, playing some wonderful football, but just lost the main striker, Rodrigo Rodriguez, uh, to a club in Chile. Um, the contract runs out for Newtown in December, so they're unsure if they're going to sign the contract or just move on. Well, the kind of journey person saved does imply that moving on is part of it, Newtown. So, you know, either way, as we said, Nissan's played since CM3, so it's been there a long time, but it's probably the most fun I've had with FM in years. That's a lovely message because it illustrates too that like yeah. sometimes you come back and forth and the passion for the game comes up and down yeah. over our lives, doesn't it? So thank you, Nitan. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And definitely trying something new and 
Yeah, yeah. Brazil, Brazil is is crazy. There's a lot of <laughs> craziness in Brazil. We'll we'll talk about that in in a, in a future episode. Um, next up, Archie Blagger. Morning, all. Oops, just managed to post that rather than starting a new line. So yeah, a bit of, a bit of Discord etiquette, Archie. Come on, you know, <laughs> you can get this one worked out. But you know what? I'm going to let you off because you're from the northeast of England, so that's all fine. Um, <laughs> playing FM since the days of the ZX Spectrum. Ooh, technically, so it's not. Well, there you go. I have played chat manager since the since the Priority Man on the Green Box and FM since. Genuine, generally play as Sunderland. Congratulations. Bringing them success that they never achieve in reality. However, this year, thanks to the lads at the FM Show Pod, <laughs> I started a journeyman save, journey person save for the first time. Much fun was had, but I still ended up at Sunderland. <laughs> <laughs> Sunderland is inevitable. Isn't it just it just happens. It just it just approaches you. <laughs> Here we are. Um, so that's Archie. Brilliant appreciate that, Archie. Fat Nige has also uh, sent a message in via Discord as well. Just watched the uh, Patreon video episode. Thank you very much, Nige. Uh, definitely getting back into the swing. So there we go. We've obviously been away for a little bit. Um, <laughs> watching uh, TJ and RDF interact while discussing their saves. My thoughts were: Could they do a brilliant? Brilliant being the operative word here. Brilliant yeah. <laughs> collaborative Twitch save in which they were both joint managers of the team. The disagreements between Tony, Aaron, and the chat over the tactical directions and the way forward would be epic. <laughs> Steve, you can be the unofficial umpire in this. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely not. <laughs> I cannot. I cannot think of a more tactically divergent combination of people as well. Oh, that would like, be. That would. What a mess! What a Frankenstein's monster that team would be. Yeah, Aaron, Aaron, I found you a six foot five guy. We're already playing attack and He's six foot five. <laughs> What's the first touch like? <laughs> first what? First what? <laughs> it would be pretty insane. Mixing Very entertaining people. though. To be fair, yeah. to be fair though, tactically we've got we're, like I'm trying to do something similar where I've picked a team. They're not really. Uh, they're not. They don't have the team, the quality to do well, but I really want to play Gegenpress. So what I've did is found Gegenpress, which plays a 4-2-4, and then also a direct counter-attack, which plays a 4-4-2, and I basically just merged the two tactics. So we've got a high line with a low defensive line. <laughs> the press is like somewhere in the middle. There's no counter-press, but we're counter-attacking. Yeah, it's just a bit crazy at the moment. And then just fill the team with the land of giants. What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> so we've also got an email from uh, Tom Barrett. Hi, all love the previous iteration of the show and glad to have found a new one is just as good oh thank you tom a few questions for you if you could be uh so can yes we are do you have or remember any players that bring you out in cold sweats because no matter what you do or did they always go past you fm trauma for me includes van hoijong on uh, championship manager 96 97 kevin phillips when it was him and Quinn up front and Adebayo when he was at Arsenal. More recently, Rashford just terrorises my defences, even if Manchester United are doing rubbish in game. Is there any striker that, or any player that just magically scores against you all the time? Liverpool. <laughs> team. Just, uh... Doesn't matter when. Like 2045, <laughs> Liverpool, still. There was wow. a time when I couldn't beat AC Milan. It literally five seasons I couldn't beat them in the cup, 
in the league, etc. And then yeah. I bought all their players and then uh, did. So <laughs> for me, it, it just has to be um, Callum Wilson. That guy has haunted me for many, many FMs, still does. No matter what league, no matter his age, the guy could have acceleration five and five and he'll still yeah. score a hat-trick. <laughs> still score that hat-trick. Mm-hmm. We also yeah. have a second question. We also do have a second question. Does anyone else's game have one nation mainly producing the world's wonder kids? Mine always seems to be Serbia. Hmm. Yeah, Serbia is a good shout. Croatia mm-hmm. is always a good shout as well. Lots of them are my game from Croatia. I get a lot of Brazil and Argentina, which feels quite, you know, yeah. usual. But yeah, Fair. South America. I get Colombia. I get oh. Colombia and Egypt as well. And the last question, has anyone had a chairman person completely ruin the game for them? I once had many moons ago in which I was Liverpool and won pretty much everything, got a new chairman, and they wanted the big name signings, which I didn't do as I'm a... T- as he planned his squad, sorry, he planned his squad and knew who he wanted. So he took matters into his own hands, signed Jan Kronkamp back from PSV for something stupid, like 60 million, taking all of his funds. Needless to say, he went straight into my youth team and never saw the light of day as his stats went amazing. But his performances for his previous club were atrocious. Wow. <laughs> yeah, so this has nearly happened to me. It nearly ruined. There will come a day when my Fiorentina save ends and it will crush me. Let's be honest. No. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, maybe not my choice, you know. Um, <laughs> but but what, this nearly happened where the chairman, uh, which IRL is still Rocco Comiso for Fiorentina, on my save because I've been doing it so relatively long, uh, retired, retired, kind of sold the club, and Rocco and I, I feel like we had a sort of similar understanding in terms of like we were there for the for the for the, the building the team for making Fiorentina etc um and you know the finances uh, whatever you know red what what is this minus thing in the spreadsheet don't worry about that um, financial issues in italy surely not steve no. <laughs> <laughs> um specifically in football manager to be absolutely clear absolutely, absolutely. Um, but so new broom comes in new i think it must have been a regen name for the chairman i'm not remembering his name basically comes in looks at the spreadsheet goes we need to work within our budget. So, you know, men, and also there there was just a mismatch in terms of like, we want to sign famous old players. And it's like, (laughs) that's not how this club has become successful, my friend. And we we also don't want to give you any budget to do that. So it was a proper (laughs) like, this isn't going to work, but I've made it work still. And I'm very happy. I'm very happy in the new regime. Yeah, I do enjoy those. <laughs> <little> cur- <laughs> I do enjoy those little curveballs, though, because sometimes you can get I don't know comfortable in a save, and then now you've got a challenge on your hands because the game has just done something. It's just turned your save upside down. That's true. Absolutely. So, one more email, Steve. I shall yes. let you uh, take yeah, this I, one. Yeah, I should have carried on talking there, shouldn't I? Hey, should yeah. Have, yeah, that's fine. Don't <laughs> worry. Sorry, I've sorry. got you. Yeah, I've got you. Yeah. Uh, it's not as if I've got a script in front of me at all. Anyway, so <laughs> as Tony rightly says, uh, we have one more email. And uh, it's from Jamie Cook. And it's talking about new saves, which obviously we spoke about uh, two episodes back, which you can go mm-hmm. find on the, on the YouTube channel. Or you can go scroll down that feed, FM Show Pod, wherever you get your podcast to listen to it if you have not yet then do that please thank you okay jamie says hi gents um i've started a hellas verona save early this year because i'm a syria a syria fanboy wanted a bit of a challenge well welcome jamie mm. welcome um <laughs> got stuck in very quickly realized that a very defensive 5-3-2 was the only way 
going to keep Hellas Verona up in Serie A. They are one of those teams at the moment that do yo-yo a bit between those two divisions, yeah. Serie A and Serie B. Um, in the first couple of seasons, came 14th and 12th, which is grand, you know, for, for Hellas and the, and the budget that they have. But And in that time, also started to lay the foundations with some shrewd signings, including Andreas Schilderup, Lorenzo Luca, which is a bit, I'm sure, like those, you know, yeah. Uh, certainly in FM22, I'm not sure how much he, he has uh, transferred over into FM23, but Lorenzo Luca was like, yeah. you know, top tier wonder kid to buy. Big old centre forward, ball into the box, headers, goals. Lovely <laughs> goals. Lorenzo Luca, Rooney, Bargi, all came in in seasons one through three on good feeds, um, aided by selling both even Illich, who I also bought on my Fiorentina save and has been mm-hmm. the fulcrum of my midfield for about yeah. five seasons. Six million, I think he was. Oh, Ooh. lovely. Uh, and then he, um, Jamie also sold Diego Coppola. So for 39 million, 60 million, respectively, getting that money in. One of the things we didn't really touch on, which is another good thing for maybe for a deeper thing, but in transfers, do not be afraid to sell your darlings. Yeah. If you've got a star player, get him as long a contract as you can, but make peace with the fact that you can get 60, 70 million, et cetera. That can transform your side, as Jamie attests to there. Um the season's carried on. Fifth in season three. Europa League semi-final season four. Sixth in that season. Season five, the Coppa Italia. This is like building a statue in front of the it ground is. sort of stuff here, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. um, this all built up to season six. Where they were now in terms of reputation and money meant they could get in some experience. Nelson Semedo, currently at Wolves, IRL. Former mm-hmm. Barcelona, Portuguese fullback. And Neymar. Neymar at Hellas Verona. Wow. Building a brilliant relationship with Luca. That's a proper, like, Tall man, short man. Yeah. So in that season, season six, they won Super Cup. And on the final day, now this, I do Ooh. not, even in FM, I don't see happen that often. On the final day in the Scudetto title race, they were level on points with AC Milan, which took us to a playoff for the Ooh. title. A playoff. That means everything has to be level. You know, points can't separate, goal difference can't separate, versus record can't separate. Yeah, Hellas Verona took no lead, uh, but lost 3 1 in the Scudetto playoff final, losing yeah. to Milan, making it even worse. They'd sold shoulder up to Milan at the start of that Ooh. season, and obviously, obviously, he scores. Obviously, he yeah. scores. Obviously, this game, <laughs> anyway. Jamie's currently on season seven, sitting th- and it's December 2028 in the game, third in Serie A, Champions League campaign, still in the Coppa Italia. This has been a truly wonderful save, uh, showing no signs of getting bored with. Um, they're going to Italy in real life, Jamie and his uh, and his wife, hmm. hoping to pop over Ooh. to Verona to try and see them too. Which is the sort of you know the blurring of the lines between uh, our football manager saying and how it can make us fall in love with the place in yes. the real world. Anyway, hope you enjoyed this little story and trip to fair Verona. <laughs> um, hope you enjoyed it. If you fancy reading it out on the show, that would be great. Keep up the good work, gents. From Jamie. Well, there you go, Jamie. That is your email read. Thank you very much for sending that in. And I hope you enjoy uh, your trip to Italy uh, whenever that is. Absolutely. And make sure you tweet us a picture of you outside the oh, stadium. Yes. Find uh, I'm trying, I'm basically trying to find out where your statue is because I think you deserve one. At this point. <laughs> um, so appreciate everyone, of course, who has got in touch. If you would like your email uh, read by the team and then potentially even read out on the show, send it through to us at the FM Show Pod at gmail.com. That is, of course, the FM Show Pod at gmail.com. You can follow us on all the social medias which is the FM Show Pod, Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, obviously, as we've said before, join the Discord server as well. And of course, 
make sure your podcast RSS feed is set to The FM Show, wherever you get your podcasts. Well, that was episode three of The FM Show, hosted by myself, Tony Jameson. My co-host is Aaron Falloon, a.k.a. RDF Tactics. Our producer is producer Steve Hankey. Take care, stay safe. We'll see you next time.